Inflation just will not quit. Is it caused by the overprinting of money? Do we still have supply chain issues? Or is this all just corporate greed? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you so much for joining me. Really glad you could make it. Inflation, it's everywhere, right? Even my precious coffee, one of my favorite products, is up 25% over the last three years. So how the hell did we get here? For context, it's important to understand just how all this evolved prior to the pandemic. So we had a decade of low interest rates, and this allowed for cheap money, uh, near 0% interest rates, which we all got very accustomed to. This conditioned people and businesses to expect low interest rates forever on things like car loans or mortgages or business loans. And what low interest rates allowed people to do was to sort of gamble on risky investments because the rate was so low on these on the money back then that an investment only had to make, even if it was only 1% or 2%, you were still doing okay. So basically low interest rates meant that an investment only had to beat the near zero interest that was being charged. So people could speculate more. If Even if a company could only make a 1% to 2% return on investment, the consumer, the investor was still coming out ahead. So with all this money in the economy, people started buying up everything in order to not just hold on to the cash. They put it into houses, into stocks, so we had a situation where the money printing prior to 2020, along with the low interest rates, was already setting the stage for high inflation. And it's especially worth remembering that this frenzy was all fueled by debt. It's money that needed to be paid back at some point, but because the interest rate was so low, the amount that it cost each month was not that high. Then the pandemic hit. And the result was a lot of shutdowns and a lot of goods and services that weren't available. And by this point, we were already seeing the inflation rate go up and up and up. But the central bank assured us it's all transitory. Nothing to see here. Nothing to worry about. Go back to your spending. And because new items weren't coming on the market, used things started going up in value, primarily cars. Meanwhile, over at the stock market, people had nowhere to put their money. They couldn't spend it on goods. They couldn't uh, take any trips. So they just piled it all into the stock market at that point. I mean, after all, it was the free money machine. Why not? YOLO. And this is why stocks went up so much during the 2020 to 2023 range. We saw such high demand for stocks that this in and of itself drove up stock prices. So there were companies whose market cap was higher than the assets and the earnings they were producing. And then we hit a point where the pandemic was over for the most part. And most people were flush with cash at this time. And now stuff's starting to sell again. You have a society that didn't buy anything, they didn't travel, for almost two years in some cases. And then all of a sudden, everyone did it all at once. They're going to buy stuff because supply chains are opening up. They're going to go on trips. They're going to go out and spend money because we've been cooped up in houses with nothing but our, 
with nothing but our stock portfolios to look at. And because people decided during this time, hey, I don't want to work for peanuts anymore, wages started to go up. Enter the labor and wage shortage. And remember all those people that bought houses at the beginning of the pandemic? It wasn't just the stock market that was getting overpumped. Housing was too, especially when the big companies like BlackRock and Vanguard started getting involved in residential real estate. They would bid over the asking price, driving up the cost for everyone else. So suddenly you have to pay over asking just to compete with a company like BlackRock. And this caused a huge housing bubble. Houses are at their most unaffordable point in history. And this was also the first time in history that investment firms and hedge funds started getting involved in the real estate market on a residential scale. And then we had the Russia story. They invaded Ukraine, which both are huge producers of grain, Russia a big producer in oil. And when these countries go to war, none of that stuff happens. They're not growing grain, they're not refining oil as much. So now we have a situation with a housing bubble, monetary devaluation, and more supply chain issues. And it turns out all that free money wasn't actually free. The central bank, aka the Fed, aka the Mac Daddy of Mac Daddies, printed more money in the last four years than ever before. They added $4 trillion to our deficit, giving us a grand total somewhere in the neighborhood of about $31 trillion. And we've officially entered into the debt spiral. Meaning if we took all the goods and all the services that our country produces, we couldn't pay back the debt in one year. We can't even raise enough taxes to pay it off. So what this means in order for us not to default on our debt is we have to print more money so that we can pay back the bondholders and the T-bill holders, uh, the yield that we promised when we did all the money printing. I've heard this phrase that we've had too many dollars chasing too few goods. And when the Fed dramatically increased the deficit and started injecting money into the system, it devalued our money. They did this through the helicopter money, the stimulus checks, as well as the PPP loans for businesses. All this activity decreased our buying power. Imagine that you have a Mickey Mantle rookie card. Today's dollars, it translates to 12.6 million. And so you're really happy. You've got this beautiful card, mint condition, and you know you're going to be able to retire with it. But suddenly, the company that makes the card, uh, it's a company called Tops. let's say that they start printing new um, Mickey Mantle rookie cards to where they're indistinguishable from the one from 1952 that you have in your collection. What they've basically done is rendered your rookie card worthless at that point. So what's the central bank's solution to this era of low rates and high uh, quantitative easing? They're going to stop all the money printing, pull back all that money that they put into it, and start raising rates faster and higher than ever before in history. We went from zero a few years ago up to 4.5% in just three years. It's sort of like letting a teenager drive your Bugatti as fast as they want. 
and then you realize maybe that wasn't such a good decision. So you slash all the tires on the car so they can't drive it anymore. And to be fair, these rate hikes did curb inflation. It was at like 9% a year ago, and now we're at 6.3. The problem with cutting inflation is that it's a lot like losing weight. You know, if I cut out all the processed foods and I go on a whole food, plant-based diet, I will lose five pounds probably within a few weeks, but then it's the other 15 is gonna slow way down after that. That's where we're at with the fight against inflation right now. It came down to that almost six and a half percent range very quickly, but last month we only decreased it by 0.1%, which is really bad news for the Fed. We're getting into what some call sticky inflation, which just sounds gross. They wanna reduce demand and tame inflations by destroying jobs. Now, they don't come out and say that. They say things like, we need a softening in the labor market because you can't come out and say you wanna destroy jobs. That would probably be a bad look. So when they raise rates, it makes operating costs higher for businesses, which means maybe they won't hire as many people or they're gonna start laying people off. Basically, the workforce is getting thrown under the bus because of reckless monetary policy over the last three years. The Fed printed way too much money, and they've backed themselves into a corner. This is why right now, good news is actually bad news when it comes to the economy. For instance, we saw a job report just a few weeks ago, and it showed that we have the lowest unemployment rate in like 50 years. That should be great news, right? Not to the Fed. They are going to see this. Anytime a job report comes in high, that is their green light to go fast and hard with rate hikes. If they were serious about fighting inflation, what they could do is just decrease the money supply. All they would have to do to accomplish that is raise the reserve requirements for banks. Banks typically have like around a 9 to 10% reserve requirement, meaning if I deposit $1,000, they only have to keep 100 of it as a reserve. If the federal, if the Fed actually increase that to let's say 15%, 20%, that would slow down the supply of money and would ultimately help with the fight against inflation. And you might be thinking, Brad, that's a great idea. Why don't they do that? Well, it would cut into bank profits. And here in America, we choose profit over regular working people. It's really annoying. And, and while we're on the subject of annoying topics, Let's talk about the businesses side of this, the price inflation. You know, we've already covered the monetary inflation, supply chain issues, but what about corporations that see inflation as an opportunity? What they do is they start, I don't know if you've noticed, but in grocery stores, they'll decrease the size. Some people call that shrinkflation. A product that used to have 16 ounces of, of cookies only has 12 ounces or 14. They just kind of shave it off. And they also see it as a sign to impose these higher prices on a public that's already conditioned to expect a higher price. They think that we're just going to go along with it because of all the macroeconomic conditions going on. And I don't know what the Fed can do about that. With the current laws in place, I think we're at the mercy of the corporations. I mean, in a way, it's a problem that the U.S. consumer has control over, but I don't think they're going to do it. You know, we, 
would have to slow down our spending. We'd have to identify these companies that are making record profits, these corporations that are uh, capitalizing on a catastrophe, and we would have to stop spending money there. And I don't know about you, but when I go to different areas, businesses, it doesn't look like things are slowing down. I took my wife out for her birthday to this upscale kind of shopping center, and I've never seen it more busy. I mean, it, w- it was insane. And judging by the reports of the consumer spending and the consumer debt, we haven't slowed down on our spending. I think some of that is because there is a mainstream narrative out there that says that the worst is behind us, that this inflation is coming down and there is no housing bubble things will be back to normal in just a few months. And it's just not true, not from what I see. When I think about this whole situation, a couple of thoughts come to mind. You know, the first thing is that, is the central bank just bad at their jobs? You know, with all these knee-jerk decisions, printing a record amount of money, reversing course, doing record rate hikes and quantitative tightening, pulling all that money they put in back out like, almost within two years? Or are they purposely trying to wreck the economy so they can introduce things like a social credit score or their central bank digital currency? Honestly, I'm not sure which situation is worse, corruption or ineptitude. What are your thoughts? Is this all just bad monetary decisions or is there something more sinister going on here? Leave me a comment, let me know, and I really appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.